What is going on, everyone? I am Pat the Pac-Man. Welcome to another episode of Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs primarily, but really we talk about whatever we want to talk about. There's a little Sicilian, a little dogs, a little food, just whatever we feel like talking about, but it's primarily centered around dogs. Anyway, on today's episode, I want to discuss a little bit about pit bulls, uh, the reality of pit bulls and what awesome dogs they are. I want to talk with some little bit of tips on uh, on feeding, um, what to do when it comes to uh, feeding your dog. Um, I also want to give you a little bit of, uh, of insight into some, uh, if not the secret, to having a happy dog, a fulfilled dog, and a well-behaved dog, which in turn makes a happy human and a fulfilled human and probably a successful human, at least in the dog realm. So let's kick this off. Let's talk about some pit bulls. So I've already mentioned how I used to be afraid of dogs till I was 28 years old. After I overcame my fear of dogs, I was afraid, very afraid of pit bulls and Rottweilers. No exposure to dogs at, at all, especially not pit bulls, but because of what I had heard um, in the media, what people say, I was developing a, 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 a preconceived notion against them like many people do. So then, as we already discussed, I started watching The Dog Whisper with Cesar Milan, who had, was educating me on the reality of pit bulls and really what awesome dogs they were. And at that point, while I was finding myself and, and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, I ended up adopting a pit bull, a bad one, and I rehabilitated him based on the principles that I learned from watching The Dog Whisper. And uh, that sucks, who's my, uh, my buddy, buddy, buddy. He's my best buddy, actually, and uh, he's perfect. You know, he's a therapy dog. Um, he's great with all sorts of animals, humans, children, everything. He's just perfect on every level now. And it is exclusively because I did things that were based on that philosophy. So um, it has nothing to do with the breed. And unfortunately, there's a lot of that going around where people will blame a breed or have a preconceived notion on specific breeds. You know, this one is this, this one is that. And obviously pit bulls are the ones that are at the top of the list when it comes to the negative side of things. So I want to discuss a little bit about pit bulls and the reality of them, especially coming from somebody who really doesn't know anything and who really didn't know anything and had this, this, uh, this perception of them. So the reality of pit bulls is that are they dangerous dogs? They're no more dangerous than any other dogs. The dogs that bite don't mean a dog that bites does not mean that they're aggressive. So let's get, get that off the table right now. Pit bulls are amazing dogs, amazing dogs much like any other dog that is raised the right way. And if you continue to listen to this podcast, I'm going to teach you a bunch of different things that are going to do exactly that, help you raise your dogs, whether they're as small as a Chihuahua or as big as a, a Mastiff, the process stays the same. You have to do the same things. Your dogs will turn out perfect. So one of the things about pit bulls is that there's a lot of um, issues as far as like, you know, they're, 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 they're killers, you know, that's what they do. Pit bulls are, and I know from experience now, that pit bulls are pleasers. You know, they want to do what it is that their owners want them to do. That's why many uh, pit bulls that are rescued from dog fighting rings, they um, adapt to a family life with no problem is because they're coming from an environment where they're, they're asked to fight. And now they're going to an environment where they're asked to just be dogs. And so they adapt to that. And the principles are basically the same is that, you know, when we approach a, a breed in such a way that we have this such, you know, this negative association with, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to carry on to others, you know, 
In fact, I remember when, uh, when, when I decided that I was going to adopt the pit bull, my own family was like, they were already worried because again, that's what they knew. And then when they met him afterward, they were like, you know, in love with him. And then they realized he's not that bad because he was raised the right way. And we're going to, like I said, we're going to get into all those, those topics in future podcasts, but I just want to get the whole concept of pit bulls. And for those of you that don't have exposure to pit bulls, you shouldn't be talking. The, whole, the ones that, you, you know, the people that don't have any experience with pit bulls, you should not be talking. If you have been bitten by a pit bull or you've been attacked by one, you can't base it on one incident. You can't, you can't condemn an entire breed because of one bad incident. That's just stupid. You know, it, it's just, it's just stupid. And some, you know, why don't we blame the lab? Why don't we blame the golden retriever? Why don't we blame the, the German shepherd? You know, dogs, sometimes if they're not, if, let me phrase that dogs will go down the wrong path if they're not raised the right way. It's just that simple. You give them what's necessary. They won't do that. And pit bulls are just the same way. So um, my fears were based on ignorance. That's the bottom line. You know, I didn't know anything, but yet I thought I knew everything. Well, no, pit bulls are dangerous. No, nope, I should be afraid of it. And, I, and in my mind, you know, I, I was, I, I was, I had every right to be afraid. I mean, these dogs are killers. You know, I mean, I would see them from a distance and I'd be like, oh my God, it would be like, I would see, I would see uh, a metrayatrice, a machine gun that's coming at me. I mean, it was just like, it was like a lion coming. It was just, it was scary. And I mean, a lot of that has to do with, with what I felt was right. So, you know, education is really key, which is what I enjoy doing when it comes to not only educating people about dogs in general, but also about the specific breed of pit bulls. You know, when I adopted Socks, one of my goals, which I accomplished, was to make him a therapy dog. I wanted to prove that this is what pit bulls are about. You know, they're not what you think. This is what they are. It's just, you know, the driver behind the car. A car is a deadly weapon when it's not used the right way. A gun is a deadly weapon when it's not used the right way. You know, it, pit bulls are the same thing. And especially if you desire to get one, you have to understand that because they're born during this time period with a target on their back, you have to do, as a responsible dog owner, you have to understand that you have a loaded gun. And your job is to do what is necessary to not let them become what people perceive them to be, you know? And um, aggression is not, is not a breed issue. Pit bulls are not aggressive. German shepherds are not aggressive. Chihuahuas are not aggressive. There is no such thing as an aggressive breed. There is such a thing as an aggressive state of mind. You know what I'm saying? Aggression is a state of mind. It's not a breed. It's not a dog issue. It's a state of mind issue. Much like stupidity is not a race issue a religion issue, a sex issue, an age issue. Stupidity is a state of mind. Stupidity comes in all shapes and forms. And honestly, there's different variations of stupidity. And when it comes to like aggression, aggression is like what everybody labels a dog that bites as aggressive. There's varying ranges of biting. And I don't want to get into too much of that uh, because that's a whole other topic that we're going to talk about. But that word aggression just flows in everybody's mouth. A dog growls, they're aggressive. A dog snarls, they're aggressive. A dog bites, and they're aggressive. That's not the case. We're too quick to label dogs, especially pit bulls, as aggressive because of one incident that we don't understand. And so our job is to learn and educate ourselves on the reality of what this is. But 
I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So let's go back to pit bulls. So pit bulls are a wonderful breed, much like German shepherds are a wonderful breed. So if you are not able to give a specific dog what it is that they need, then don't get them. Get a goldfish. Not even get a goldfish. Get a stuffed animal. You're, you, you know, that's, don't, even, don't, even, don't, even, don't hurt the goldfish. Get a, get a stuffed animal. You know, get a picture of a dog. Hang it on your wall. It won't piss and shit. If you hang a picture on the wall. I have a, I have a, I have a calendar of pit bulls right in front of me. I have one on, in my house too, a real one. But I also have a calendar of pit bulls. If that's what you want, get a calendar. And this way, every month you could change a different one. They won't piss and shit in your house. You're nice and safe. You know what I'm saying? So let's educate. Let's try to educate the world on the reality of it. You know, I've been doing that on the streets when people are a little unsure. I let them know how to approach him. I make sure that he does what he needs to do. Socks is my pit bull. I make sure that he does what he needs to do when he meets people, other dogs, and he follows the instructions. And then I have to make sure that the other people follow the instructions and the other dogs follow the instructions and everybody's safe and secure and there's no problems. Okay. So I really don't like um, this label and I really don't like it because I was at fault with that. And my fault was on ignorance, you know, and a lack of knowledge. And I thought that I, I knew that. No, B, this is what people say. No, that's not the case. You know, let's learn what's real. You know, let's get exposure. Let's get knowledge. Let's get education on something. And then this way we could stop letting these poor guys get so tortured and beat up from society and, and viewed in such a negative way. It just sucks. You know, socks doesn't suck. He's awesome. And you guys got to meet him. He's the cutest little face. He's just, just a little smushy guy. You know, he's awesome. And a lot of pit bulls that I've worked with are some aggressive with quotes around it. Some of them, but they're not really aggressive in reality. They're labeled as aggressive because they have bitten. They have gotten into fight with the dog. There's a variety of different ways. Again, I'm getting ahead of myself with all that stuff, but the bottom line is pit bulls are awesome. They're not for everybody. Much like a dog, in quite, quite frankly, is not for everybody. I don't care if it's small, a Chihuahua, a Yorkie. Dogs are not for everybody. Dogs have needs. You know, dogs have, 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 have um, areas that need to be addressed, need to be catered to. You have to do what's best for them. And if you're not willing to do so, you know, it, it costs money. It's responsibility. And you need to do what's best. The bigger you get, bigger dog you get, the bigger, the bigger specific breed you get, you know, it, it gets more complicated. So if you're not ready for that, then don't, there's no harm in it. You know, let somebody else who can handle it do so. This way we don't have to like continue to return dogs to shelters and rescues. We don't have to continue to put dogs down. It's so frustrating. You know, knowledge is key. Knowledge is key. And understanding that there's no such thing as breed. Again, I'll say this one more time. Stupidity is not a racist. Stupidity is not a race issue. It is not a sex issue. It is not an age issue. It is a state of mind issue. Stupidity, it varies. Aggression varies. And it all stems from the same thing. Human owners that have not done their part to do what is necessary for their dog. And that's why the dog becomes aggressive. Okay? Does that make sense? Is that clear enough? All right. I get frustrated with this. And, you know, it's hard for me to get upset with people, especially like, listen, I take socks for a walk and I have Pepper with me and she's smaller and she's cuter and she's, you know, 
doesn't look, she looks like a normal dog, but people still are terrified. You know, he's black, he's 75 pounds and they see him coming down the street and people will t- pick up their little, you know, they don't know. And, you know, at first, you know, people across the street, people, oh my God. At first, did it piss me off? Yeah. Yeah. It pissed me off because I know how he is. I know who he is. I know what he, what he, what he's all about. But on the same token, it brings me back to my days when I didn't know any better. And unfortunately, I wasn't willing to learn. You know, I just didn't want to learn. I wasn't willing to, to get involved, to, to grow and to improve my, my knowledge. I just said, you know what, this is how it is. And I don't care what anybody says. And that was wrong, you know, and I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong. So I, I really don't get upset when people react that way. What upsets me now, especially again, because I was in that same position, is the ones that are not willing to improve. You know, they're not willing to learn and to grow, and they'll just continue to do and be and feel and think the way they, ha- they are. You know, I, unfortunately, listen, you can't change the world. You, you know, you can only change a person one, one at a time. Um, I'm lucky enough to have been able to do that. I'm lucky enough to be one of those. And, you know, there's always going to be stupid people because it's a state of mind. And, you know, you can't fight stupidity. It's just, you just can't, you know, you could fix aggression in dogs, but you can't necessarily fix stupidity in people. And, you know, you can't fight stupidity is what I always say. And it's the truth. So um, the truth of the matter is pit bulls are great. And if you guys want to find out, come and hang out with the Soxter and you'll find out just how awesome they are. You know, he's, uh, he's my buddy. And uh, listen, it wasn't always, it wasn't always easy. You know, it was not always easy. Me, 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 Tikina, if I have an issue of what Oh, my life with socks in the beginning was so crazy. You know, we, 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 I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was learning. I thought it was going to be as easy as when I tried the techniques with peanut and it was not the case. It was not the case. It was, you know, he was a completely different dog, a completely different, different state of mind, you know, size wise, you know, breed wise, obviously power wise, you know, behavior wise, it was just, it was different. So I thought, you know, my expectations when I brought him in was like, oh, you know, things work great with peanut. It's going to be a piece of cake. No, 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 no. It was hell. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about that at some point, but, um, you know, the, the bottom line with, with him, actually, you know, well, let's talk, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, when I adopted socks, you know, because I, I, I really owe him, this career comes from, yeah, it came from Cesar Milan, but I became the Pac-Man. I became a dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist because of socks. You know, um, there were so many dogs when I was looking to adopt a pit bull that fell through. And I realized now why they fell through is because God knew which dog was necessary for me to unlock the skill and this, this passion that uh, with the other dogs never would have, would have, would have allowed. So I, um, I needed him. He was the one, the other ones were just going to have been too easy. So I needed one that was just going to like, like push me past my, my, uh, my comfort zone and, and force me to become something different, someone different. And that's exactly what happened. So, you know, the, 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 the one thing that's interesting, you know, and I think this is important for me to, to, to address, the one thing that I tell everyone and that I consider to be the key and the secret to having a dog that is, uh, that is happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved, which a lot of people unfortunately don't comprehend, is un segreto. The secret is, is really, it's really simple. 
it's really simple. And the secret is calmness. It, it, believe it or not, it's just 95% of the battle when I talk to people and I explain, you know, what's necessary, it's about calmness, you know, calm and relaxed, calm, being calm and being relaxed. So it's like calmness for the mind, relaxed for the body. When those two are in sync and usually starts off with the brain, the brain calms down, the body follows. That's really the secret, you know? And again, this is really such an important factor. And I want to get more in depth into this on a separate podcast. Um, but I, you know, it just came into my mind when I was talking about socks and that's why I wanted to bring it up. When I was practicing um, my techniques, which I was watching, I was watching the dog whisperer show and I was practicing my techniques. And what I did was I would, I would fast forward and, and, and rewind like frame by frame. And I would analyze every movement and his techniques and how he was doing. It. And I would listen to every word and, and I started to apply them. I used to videotape myself applying the techniques and stuff. And um, I got to tell you, my techniques were flawless. My techniques were perfect, but the results were non-existent. I was not able to get the results. And I, during this period, when I was this close to returning socks to the shelter where I, where I, where I had gotten them from, which by the way, um, I don't know if I mentioned him, but he was, um, he was been, he had, he had been returned three times prior to my bringing him back prior to my, my adopting him. Um, and that was because of his behavioral issues. So I was about to become number four and I was literally this close. In fact, the day before I was about to bring, return him is when I realized why I was having such a tough time. And to make a very long story short, because this is another area that I want to get more in depth because socks mean so much to me um, that I want to talk. I want to dedicate an entire podcast to him. So during that period, like when I was, when I was applying all my techniques and I was doing everything, what I thought was, was, was all that was necessary I wasn't getting the results, but I didn't realize one ingredient that was missing. Arrecieta un era completa. Stava facendo assassa senza usale. It's a little cooking thing that I have to talk about. It's I'm Italian. We got to talk about food, which we're going to get into a little bit of food in a second. But my recipe is what I'm saying is my re- I was making sauce. Oh, gravy versus sauce. We got to get into that topic at some point. Anyway, so... um. I was making my sauce without putting salt in it. It's bigger than that. This is bigger than just salt, by the way. This is almost like making tomato sauce without tomatoes. That's the best way I could explain it. That's the best way I could explain this. So um, the ingredient that I was missing was that, calm and re- being calm and relaxed. I was, I was afraid of him. I'm not going to lie. I was afraid of him. He was driving me crazy. I was angry and frustrated and annoyed. My, my emotions, my energy was so off balance, so negative that there was no way that this guy was going to trust, respect, and follow me. It was impossible until the one faithful day when things just clicked. Hallelujah. That was God that finally said, you know what? I'm bringing you to your breaking point for a reason. I'm going to push you to your limits. There's so, oh my God, there's so much. You know, God, God is so good. You know, we're going to talk about that as well. I'm going to fill you in on how I, I, I found God. And, you know, I hope you guys really follow those instructions because that was just, you know, it's amazing. But um, God made, pushed me to my breaking point to, you know, illuminate my mind, illuminato, my mind. That's a little Italian word, by the way. That's not Sicilian, but a little Italian sometimes is good. To, you know, to make me really realize what I was doing wrong. And how to teach this was so important for, for teaching, you know, to, to be able to teach this, that lesson was so important. So 
I was frustrated. I was angry. I was scared. I was just, I was, I was not in a good positive state of mind. And so how could I get this dog to, to behave that way? He didn't need a source. The source that he was getting was negative. I was pushing him away as opposed to bringing him towards me, you know, and that's really how it works. So being calm and relaxed is key. And I get this question all, all the time because like, you know, we talked on one of the separate podcasts that we did earlier about balance, you know, and everything is about balance. So we, people will say to me, okay, but if your dog is misbehaving and you're calm, well, how do you correct a dog that's calm? Well, that's the whole point of balance, you know? And so the point of balance, and you're going to hear me saying this a lot because literally 95% of the battle when it comes to dog is this balance. Calmness is always on one edge. And you can't just be calm because you can't be a source of authority, a source of respect if you're just calm. You're a pushover if you're just calm, okay? So when you go to correct too calm, no, baby, no, I don't like that. Are you going to respect that? Are you going to like respond to that? No, you're not. You're just going to bull, especially when you get a, a dog that's like more persistent, more dominant. They're going to blow right past you. You know, they're going to overpower you. They're going to dominate you. You know what I mean? So you can't just be calm right? So we need another ingredient, which is the firmness, the toughness, the assertiveness. But here's the problem. If we're too on one side, too calm, we don't get respect or trust. If we're too firm and too tough and too assertive, we don't get respect either. We don't get trust. So we have to find the balance. The balance. La bilancia. See, another Italian word. Balance. It's about balance. The two together in proportion. Not one, not the, not one, not the other. Bam, balance. Height. You understand what I'm saying? Balance of calmness and firmness together. You never lose your calmness. You just assert yourself when it's necessary. Okay? So this way your dog knows that they have to take you seriously. But they also know that no matter what they're doing, they're not pushing you to one side or the other. You're standing control. And that, my friends, is the secret. Your dogs need to know that no matter what they do, they cannot change your emotions. Do not give that away. You don't want to give that to humans either, okay? You want to maintain control of your emotions because if they realize that they can control your emotions, you're toast. Pane tostato, kamai in capo, etrishino, salutamo. That's what they're going to tell you. Maybe not in that language, more like, woo, 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 you know, like that kind of stuff. But that's really the key. So we're going to talk more in depth on that because that's really important. It's not about the little treats here, like a little cookie. Sit, 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 stay, stay, stay. Mava fanculo. Stupid shit. Va fanculo. That stuff deserves another one. Va fanculo. Yeah. Anyway, so you get a little feel of how I feel about that shit. And, you know, again, we're just, we're just getting started. Let's have some fun. So that's the bottom line. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have been able to be blessed to, to learn that lesson and, you know, to save a dog like Socks because who knows what would have happened to him, you know, again, being returned three times, um, me being number four. Now he's got a label on his back. I mean, he's, he's, this is his life. I mean, I don't believe that the shelter would have been putting him down, but he would have been a lifelong you know, resident of that facility, you know, and that's just no life for, especially for a guy like him, that was not acceptable now that I know. And it's sad, saddens me because unfortunately there's a lot of them out there, you know, and you know, we got to do what we got to do. We got to, we got to learn, you know, this is, this is why 
I'm so adamant a bit about teaching people about this stuff is because this is how we prevent those, those things from happening. This is how we, we save dogs' life and we improve people's life because I got news for you. When you realize that calmness is a secret, being relaxed is a secret, it benefits you too. It benefits us humans quite a bit. And if you don't believe me, well, then you're, you're just a shrunzo. You know, being calm and relaxed. You know, we talked about this on a separate podcast about, you know, simple life when I was living in Sicily. And um, this is what we're missing. Dogs are simple. They remind us about simplicity. They remind us to relax. They remind us to calm down. Shit. Kaimate. Kaimatu sango. So that's what we need to do. We're going to talk more about that a lot more. You're going to be hearing me say that quite a bit. There's a lot of stuff that I'm going to be repeating, but it's worth it. The stuff that I repeat is because I need to ingrain that in your mind, just like it, was, it needed to be ingrained in my mind. And I'm lucky enough. I have, for. you know, I haven't said that in a long time. Oh my God. So, so wow. Okay. So I don't know where this came from, but in, in, in Italy, there's a saying, and when you do your hands like this, it's like, you know, and you make them wide, like you make a little circle with your hands like this kind of thing. I can't show. There you go. Well, you make them wider. It means, which means and you have, when, when you say you have or I have, means you have or I have an ass like this, like a big ass. And what that means is that if I say it to you, it means that you're, you're really lucky. So... I just, it, I haven't said that in such a long time and it just dawned on me as to why exactly does having a big ass make you lucky? Does, I, I don't understand. Like, when you have a big ass, so you have a big ass and you're lucky. I guess, I guess it's the equivalent in English of saying when you step in shit and that means luck. I got to tell you, I've stepped in shit on occasion. Thank God, not often. But I never felt lucky about it. And I don't believe anything lucky ever happened from that shit. So I'm not sure where that comes from. But anyway, you just learned a new phrase. So if I say this, it means luck. And I've been lucky enough. Um, and I don't have a big ass. I'm not sure how that, what that, I don't know. I'm not, we have to talk about that. Let's, let's, uh, let's discuss that a little bit about why having a big ass is lucky and why stepping in some shit is lucky. Even when bird, why is shit so lucky? I don't get it. Bird shit on you and it's going to win the lottery. I mean, I have a bird and I'll let them shit on me all day long if that's the case, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. So I don't know. If somebody has any information on that, I'd be curious to know. Yeah, yeah, I'd be curious to know about that. Anyway, um, so I digress. So I don't know how I got into that tangent, but um, yeah. So, so let's let's uh, let's let's focus on creating calmness and creating our own luck because God was God blessed me, and 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 I truly know that He blessed me in all these areas because the timing you know, the process of everything was just perfect. And when I look back at all those dogs that I should have gotten and for one reason or another, and for some unexplainable reasons, I did it. And then I ended up with this guy who quite frankly was not the dog I wanted. I just, he just stumbled on me because I was pissed. 
you know, that's really what happened is when I was, when I lost all these dogs, it was uh, four in particular, I'm uh, sorry, four exactly that I, that, I, that I missed out. And then I started going to like shelter. I was on a mission because I wanted to get my pit bull. And then the last shelter I went to, I went to see another dog. They didn't, he was, he had like medical issues and they said, what about this guy? And I'm like, well, you know what, whatever, just give me your freaking dog. At that point, I didn't really give a shit. And I ended up with the worst out of the bunch. But did I end up with the worst out of the bunch? God knows. God knows what he's got to do. And um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that because if you follow this, you're going you're gonna to get a lot out of it. And I believe in God wholeheartedly. God has uh, taken care of me. So anyway, we're going to get into that another time. So remember, be calm, be relaxed. However you want to do that, we're going to talk about some of the things that I do to be calm and relax. I just want to get the foundation down, and then we're going to uh, go more in depth on this, and um, it's important to know. But remember, be good to pit bulls. Let's learn about them. If you have more questions about pit bulls, let me know. Um, you know, uh, let's, let's, have some, some, let's educate the world on, on the reality of pit bulls. You guys have pit bulls. You have some pit bull stories. I would love to hear them. would love to see some pictures and some videos. Uh, I want to kiss the pit bull faces. So anyway, uh, listen, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Barking for Balance. Join us next time. Salutamo.